This episode is brought to you by Winter Victor. Ni hao, fans of Shuklistan, and welcome to day minus one coverage of the Beijing 2022 Olympics on Keep the Flame Alive, the podcast for fans of the Olympics and Paralympics. I'm your host, Jill Jarris, joined as always by my lovely co-host, Allison Brown. Allison, ni hao, how are you? Ni hao, I'm warm and comfy. How are you? <laughs> I am frozen, frozen, frozen. I was going to eat a power bar on the train home from uh, Jean Jacou today, and it was frozen. <laughs> I couldn't eat it. You've got you to keep it close to your body, like the battery for the camera. That's what cool. my batteries, I had a tape recorder and a microphone that were battery powered. And I almost went through the whole batteries tonight and they weren't on very, like they were on for maybe an hour. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is real. This is really real. Here in Beijing, it's very interesting. We've got a daily diary going on our Facebook group. So even, even if you're not on Facebook, just get a get an email address get on there for the times of the games and uh enjoy those posts there i try to do i try to look for stuff that you all would find interesting about beijing and how the games are being run the live podcast group and the pictures have been fantastic oh good good <laughs> you see the stuff that we don't get to see when we're watching the action so that's that's a lot of fun exactly i got into trouble I'm, I'm getting into trouble for not i have not continued to record my daily health in the app we were supposed to do this we started 14 days before you left you had to start recording your health and that is take your temperature and then answer a list of questions about are you vomiting are you coughing basic we had to answer all these basic health questions and then submit it and i didn't realize that that needed to keep going every day and it's like, but my temperature is already being taken multiple places and I get COVID tested every day. So I learned my lesson and now I'm recording my temperature in the app again. So what happened? Did somebody knock on your, did a little robot come and knock on your door? <laughs> no, I got an email with a spreadsheet as my, as my own COVID liaison officer. It was a spreadsheet of everybody in my organization that have not been continuing to up upload their uh, health records. The cobbler's children have <laughs> But yeah, it's it's interesting. The COVID testing, have we talked about the COVID testing? We talked about it. I'm not sure if it was on the episode. Did, oh, <laughs> I don't know what's on the episode either. But when I get COVID tested, I go down in the morning for breakfast. It's the same floor as breakfast. You go into a ballroom and the ballroom is cut foam, like a thin layer of packing foam foam that you would wrap maybe dishes in or glasses in. And then the people who are working there, they're all hazmatted up and you go and you, you check in and then you get your little tube and they take your saliva test and you exit and you can't leave the hotel without scanning your ID again. And that says, yes, you've done your COVID test today. And then you have your, you, your stuff has to go through an x-ray machine. But you don't have to take off your coat. This is the fun part of this. You don't have to take off your coat, but you go through and it beeps and you get wanded down anyway. And then the wand keeps beeping off like crazy because I've got all this stuff in my pockets. And it's just like you get the pad down and you're on your way. Oh, wait, it, it's packing foam. It's not bubble wrap. So everyone is popping the bubble. <laughs> no, that would be more fun. That would be more fun. You're kind of sticking to this stuff. So in the Facebook group, if you have not been in there yet, you have to see listener Rochelle's 
cowl and hat that she created. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. But everybody should check that out. I, I got to say, I will say this probably every day. The volunteers are fantastic here. They are, there are lots of them. Well, there were lots of them everywhere except for the Jean Jacou train station <laughs> when I got there. And some poor policeman was trying to help a couple of people who didn't speak Chinese <laughs> and trying to figure out which bus we needed to take to go where. And that worked. But then by the time we got back to the train station, there were volunteers there again. So maybe they had a break, but they are fabulous. Uniforms are cool in person. They have sleeves where it's like this little yellow band that actually is supposed to be the great wall because there's a gate on it you know because there's like swirls yeah so there's like a little yellow swirl and that's the great wall that's really cool and you have not been able to find the great wall when you went up to jean jacques um i might have on the way back (laughs) because it was weird i mean i think you can see it at night because i believe it's lit up i i will find this out because when you look at these mountains here everything is brown they're brown rocky mountains covered with deciduous trees so all the leaves are gone because it's winter there's there's no snow except for what's man-made there's a little dusting here and there but it's really pretty much the man-made snow where it needs to be and then you're looking i'm looking around going is that the wall no that's a road is that the wall no, that looks like it was built maybe a few decades ago. But when I when I was leaving tonight and was riding the bus from the Moguls area back to the train station, I think it's along the top ridge because it's all lit up and it's kind of cool. So you'll have to tell me what you see on NBC because you know that they've taken pictures of this. There's been helicopters flying all over the place. They're coming after you because you're not doing <laughs> updates. That's right. All right, we have a couple of days of events to discuss but before we get to that let's start our games time feature what officiating or volunteer job would we want to do well you told me you found one for me yeah i went to curling last night on opening night i didn't even sit down in my chair and i saw your job somebody vacuums that blue carpet that's in between the sheets yes (laughs) and like in between each game not each end but each game well, there was only one game, so they were vacuuming ahead of the time. But I saw that and went, oh, that is Allison's job. I love a good vacuum. <laughs> and did you think that all the pile was like in stripes? No, no. Sadly, no. They need me. Me? I have not figured it out yet. I, I will be honest. There were some people at Moguls who at the end of the night, it's like a line of people and they all have shovels and they have to chop up the snow at the bottom of the the last jump that's kind of cool i tell you what i'd not do i would not be the volunteer who has to tell journalists to put their masks back on because i would not be happy about it yeah i I think you might after your your experience yesterday at shanja q or today (laughs) because you're still in the day something outside i think you need an indoor <laughs> job i do too i think an indoor job would be nice but <laughs> no we have some action to report on from shuklistan our bobsledder aj adelman petitioned the court of arbitration for sport to get into the two-man bobsled tournament because apparently there were unused quotas and he wanted to and because he was at the top of the list in terms of points he wanted to be able to race the petition was denied with reasons to be released later this goes into shuttlestone watch clary we had some action started 
yesterday with the beginning of the mixed doubles curling tournament on day minus two. That was cool. You have to tell me if there is like an amazing light show that they show at the beginning of the feed. They have not shown any light show. They did introductions, but the way the feed works is you watch one game. Right. So while the introductions are going on, you're hearing them introducing all the players, but you're only seeing Uh, one game that you're watching. Okay. So I don't see any flashing lights. Okay. So they, and I don't know if this was like a beginning of Olympics fanfare kind of thing, because they did have the bagpipers as well to start off the tournament. So Chinese. No, I think they brought them in from somewhere. I think so. <laughs> Though well, I would from Scotland the they brought the bagpipers with the stone. But then they had this light show with drums and music and it was flashing lights and spots of lights around the audience and then like the ice turned into flowers and stuff like that. It was really, really beautiful. So I'm sorry you couldn't see that. Other thing I understand that you cannot see on the feed is on the wall we have a jump one one side is a jumbotron that shows the four houses the targets that that each person slides to and you see that on your feed but what you're not seeing is a graphic on the side of it that shows the trajectory of the stone as it's moving so i think every stone has a sensor in it and you see the stone as a dot it's either yellow or red whatever color it is and then as it moves down the ice you see the curl and the speed, and then the, all the dots are in the house, so you see how they're all stacked up. Okay, I was watching the feed. I was not watching the broadcast, so I will check out the broadcast. Okay. Because they're replaying the games on normal times, oh. U.S. <laughs> so that maybe they're putting that on the broadcast, because I was watching maybe. some of them live on the feed. So we will check out and see, or if anyone has seen the broadcast, let us know if they're using that trajectory, or in other countries. Because so far, I have not seen that. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating, and it's a nice little addition. But it would only be nice if you could see it at home, too. I mean, it's great. It was It's fun. There was the We do have spectators. This audience was about third full, and they were... I bet they brought them in some, from some curling club, because they knew what they were watching. And because every once in a while, you'd hear them really cheer, and they... The... Chinese sheet was right by the audience so they could see that game more easily and and China just had a really great game that first oh, a lot of the spectators were also wearing matching masks oh nice okay I noticed that because they did show some close-ups I was looking for you but I did not see you and I do want to say to to anyone who's watching any of the feeds if you get a screenshot of Jill I will send you a set of pins. So if you get a screenshot of Jill at an event, either post it on Facebook, send it to our email, uh, flamealivepod at gmail.com, and I will send you a set of pins because I want some screenshots of Jill at events. Okay, well then I will work on sitting where I could be seen because I didn't, I was on the side. I was on, I was next to... Difficult. Well, I was next to sheet one, with where uh, Great Britain was playing, Great Britain and uh, Sweden. That's where I was for that one, just because I knew there's not that much media seating behind the four teams, and I thought a side view would be better. And then I got to sit next to the British journalists. Who were complaining (laughs) about no milk for their tea. Oh, 
And it was really interesting because every shot, every bad shot that Great Britain made was just, oh, it's devastating. This is awful. The the world is going to end. And they actually used the, the right at the end, they're like, that one was shoddy dotty. And it was like, really? Shoddy dotty? They're not, they're not doing bad. And then Switzerland, no, not Switzerland, Sweden just missed a total shot and Great Britain ended up winning because of that. But it was like anything that they let open a little bit, just the whole world was going to end. Their game had totally fallen apart. They were horrible. The worst players in the world. I do want to mention the Australian pair, who unfortunately right now is 0-3, Tally Gill and Dean Hewitt. I watched them yesterday against the United States. They are such a joy to watch. They are so excited to be there, and they are such fire and ice. She is all emotion, totally on her sleeve, and he's cool as a cucumber. It. Please watch them during the round robin, because I don't know, given their score, if they're going to advance, but they were actually shooting for 2026, so this was oh. a bonus to so I don't know if they really expect to get out of the round robin. But and and some really good shots. Tally had a shot yesterday where she took out three American stones and left hers right in the house. It was I don't really understand the the nuances of curling, but this I could understand was an amazing shot. So if you can catch the Australians, definitely uh, let me let me know how that feels because they're all emotion and I love them. Well, it's interesting when you watch it live in the place. I mean, you get the benefit of having the competitors mic'd up so you can hear their strategy and hear them talk. And that makes it really interesting to watch at home. We don't get to hear that because obviously that's four sheets of ice all talking all over each other. And that would not do. But yeah, I'll, t- I'll take a look. Sweet. I... Sweet. <laughs> so right now we have a standings are Australia is 0-3, Canada is 1-1, China is 2-1, Czech Republic is 2-1, Great Britain 2-1, Italy 2-0, Norway is 1-2, Switzerland's 1-2, Sweden is 2-1, and, and the USA is 1-2. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor today, Winter Victor. Winter Victor Studio believes sport and beautiful design go hand in hand, and that is designer's versatility is just as important as an athlete's dexterity. Winter Victor provides distinctive graphic design to the clients in sport, from logos to digital communications. Winter Victor brings the same passion to design that our clients bring to the field of play. Add a responsive and versatile designer to your team at wintervictor.com. And we've got proof because uh, those who uh, donated to our Kickstarter at the pin collector level got a lovely set of pins. And our Winter Victor person did an amazing, gorgeous job because we had sort of sketchy ideas of what we wanted and they made it happen. And it's beautiful. All right. Today we had some qualification action in moguls. It was the women went first and then the men. Oh, this was so sad. Yeah, Bradley had a little bit of a, a, a rough run. And and I have to tell you, I was standing down in the mixed zone, and the mixed zone, a, that's where I was freezing my butt off. The mixed zone is in between the moguls and the aerials competition. So they're right, right next to each other, and the mixed zone is in between them. And athletes can walk through the mixed zone afterwards, and they can decide whether or not to talk to people. 
And I had just thought, like a couple people before Bradley, I'm like, nobody's had like a really big wipeout fall. That's great. And then Bradley went and he was going really fast, it looked like. And just his, he got his skis all kind of caught up in the hills and went off course. All right. The feed announcer was saying that he seemed to purposely go off the course because he was losing control. Yeah. And so as to protect himself from injury, he kind of bounced out of the course. Yeah. So he didn't fall. He's not hurt. He just had a sketchy run. It's fine. He's got another shot at qualification on Saturday. Yes. Yes. So he will, he will uh, take a shot there. But man, on TV, it looked like they were going incredibly fast. I have to look at the results. And the, what, what happens is they have a time that they have to match or get under if they're over then that starts affecting their score negatively because there's a it's all based on scores and there's a time score and people weren't coming in at that time very often i seem to think but i I could be wrong but that's that's the way it looked yeah he he went through the mix zone and i was kind of at the end of the zone like bradley and he just looked at me and he looked like he didn't want to talk i'm like i have a pin for you and he's like, okay, thanks. And then we only chatted for a few seconds because he was really frustrated. Oh, sure. And uh, of course, that's not how you want to have your run. But yeah, like you said, he's got another shot. And it's the pin that's going to make all the difference. It might. It might. Then we had uh, the women's ice hockey tournament also got underway today with four games. There are 10 teams in total competing. Okay, so we had a couple of games from Group B and a couple of games from Group A. Uh, in Group B, Czech Republic defeated China 3-1. to Japan defeated Sweden 3-1. to Switzerland defeated Canada, or sorry, Canada defeated Switzerland 12-1. to And USA beat Finland 5-2. to So something happened with uh, Shuklastani Brianna Decker. What happened? So in the first period, she got caught up with one of the Finnish players. It was one of those nobody's fault they just got tangled up she went down and it was serious on the ice was mic'd up so you could hear brianna screaming oh no that was that was a little rough so we know it's a leg injury she was taken off on a stretcher she did not hit her head we saw her come back out in a boot on crutches there has not been any official report yet as to what the injury was but I don't know if we're going to see her back, at least in the round robin, because they had her booted up and she went down really hard. Thankfully, the Finnish player was not hurt in this tangle up. It just looked like her leg or her knee got snapped in the wrong way. She, yeah, it was, it was tough. The other players and it was tough to watch. The only little joy it, it, brought me was Wayne came out our athletic trainer that we had on the show we saw him come out we saw the hand signals that he talked about oh okay communicating with the uh, medical staff and they had that stretcher out right away and it seemed like she got the attention she needed immediately so Brianna has not posted yet the USA hockey has not posted yet so we don't have any official word on either what the injury is or if we're going to be able to see her again in the tournament but the good news is that she was still in the arena right and that there was no head injury there was no complication that they were concerned about because they let her stay oh well hope you are doing okay brianna i I don't know boots man to me seem 
not coming back, but at least, like you said, she's stable. So that's good. All right. We wanted to let you know about our red envelope campaign that we're having during the games. This show does cost money to produce. And while our listeners have been extremely generous in supporting us through our Kickstarter campaign that got us to Beijing and also through Patreon patronage, we're coming up on two and a half years until another Olympics. So to celebrate the Lunar New Year, we're asking for donations of at least $8 to help us get through to Paris 2024. Go to flamealivepod.com slash support to donate. All right, we got a Shuklistan watch. What's yes. happening? The best part of the Shuklistan watch is curler John Schuster will be the flag bearer for the United States in the opening ceremonies. So excited. And he's flag bearing with Brittany Bowe, who gave up her spot to Aaron Jackson in the 500 meters. Brittany's filling in for Alana Myers-Taylor, who is unfortunately isolating from COVID still. Right. And a little good news on Josh Williamson and his COVID situation. He's gotten a whole bunch of negative tests. He is in L.A. at processing. So he will not obviously be here in time for the opening ceremonies, but it is looking good for him that here for even even the two man. So we have our fingers crossed for Josh and cheering for his white blood cells. (laughs) You know what is not looking good? The possibility of me seeing him compete in person. You said it's a little rough getting up to the sliding center. Yes, it is. We have a hub and spoke system on transportation, and there are many, many spokes to get to the sliding center. And almost every bobsled and luge competition, any sliding competition for the most part is at night, kind of late, except for monobob is early, like nine something in the morning, and then the last men's two heats of four man there at like 9 30 in the morning so i don't know if i can get out there in time and i definitely can't stay late because the trains just stop at some point so we'll see and i i don't know i can't plan either because they only have a few days of train schedule up and they only have like the next day of bus schedule up so it's i i don't know if they're yeah i don't i don't know what they're doing here's a fun transportation bit you would think it would be efficient but it's like whoever scheduled everything said We'll have the buses run every 20 minutes. So tonight I get off the train and we have to take a bus back to the media center. And what happens is there's no other train, but the bus is not not going to come for another like 20 minutes. There's a bus sitting there. That's our bus. And after about 10 minutes, he pulls up so we can all pile on. And you're supposed to be spread apart, but there's a lot of people and a lot of photographers and they have a lot of gear so we're pretty packed in compared to the COVID rules that they would like. There are people sitting next to each other. What can you do? The bus sits there until it's 20 after, and then we can get moving again. And it's just like, this is, there's no other train coming. The, when I went to Yangcheng, yes, I waited, but then the Zhangjiakou train came. And I was like, oh, we waited for those people. Cool. But the idea that it's the last train of the night. How many people are going to be there? Get enough buses, fill it up right away, and get on the road. That's that's my transportation for today. I, I will try to not talk about the transportation or the cold very much, but it is cold. Well, during Tokyo, we had feed beefs. Now you have transit beefs. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I hope well, not. Happy note. You yes. have been seeing Bing Dwen Dwen everywhere. You said. 
Oh my gosh, they are everywhere. They're all ten. They're together all the time. Bing Wen Wen and Shui Rana. And I've seen Bing Wen Wen live. He's here. Actually, that might be one of my jobs because if you were in the costume, it might be a little warmer. <laughs> well, we too here at Keep the Flame Alive have our own mascot, and today's mascot is Luna. Luna is a lovely cat who lives with listener Beth and her family. And this is a big week in Luna's household. Dad Andy, Sister Ellie, and Brother Sam are all celebrating birthdays. So happy birthday to Luna and her family. And I want Luna to get extra treats. And we want to say thank you to Beth for being a mascot level supporter for our Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, thank you, Beth. And we would also like to thank today's researchers, Scott Kitchen and Seth Kirby. So that'll do it for today. Tomorrow we have some more sports action, plus the opening ceremonies, which I don't know if I get to go to yet. I was not on the list, but I might be, I might be able to get a, a ticket if there are any extra. We'll find out. So if not, I will watch them here at the media center. And when the fireworks are on, I will wander outside and look at the fireworks show. And I will be here watching it on TV, so please celebrate with us at our Keep the Flame Alive podcast group on Facebook. And Jill is on Twitter. I am on Insta, and both are at Flame Alive Pod. You can also email us at flamealivepod at gmail.com or call or text us at 208-352-6348. That's 208-FLAME-IT. We'll catch you back here tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. And until then, keep the flame alive.